I'm Pat, and you're tuned into Notes for the Children. Today we're going to talk about a subject, truthfully, most of us don't want to talk about. That subject is anger, and it's always been very perplexing for me to understand the beginnings of anger coming on and how we deal with it. Without awareness, we pretty much have no chance of winning this struggle. I really do wish that I had a much better grip on my anger when I was younger. I just didn't know how to fix it. I was looking in the wrong places for the answers. I'm really sorry that my children had to witness my poor behavior during those years. Today, at 68 years old, I have to ask myself why I waited so long to try to get my anger down to a low level. What did it do to wait that long? How did that benefit my family or myself? It's pretty likely that many listening to this podcast could ask themselves the same questions, as I suspect most people in the world could. It took me a long time, but the changes have been a massive blessing in my life. I hope you find the same for yourself. I don't think this anger is what any of us want for our lives. And of course, we're not trying to do this. It's just the world can get us in an angry position many, many times. And we may well have reasons to be angry, but it never helps. I humbly suggest that we try to work a little bit on our anger, and I'm hoping some of the points in the podcast will help. When we take care of our anger, we have a real win for ourselves and our loved ones. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we get into some of the problems that many of us deal with regarding anger, perhaps we should look at what a terribly hurtful emotion it can be. Anger is a natural response to a threat, even though the threat is often only perceived. It will cause our body to produce adrenaline, which will likely cause our face to flush, our muscles to tighten, and our blood pressure to increase. It will also make us much less attractive to others and will likely scare and emotionally hurt our children if expressed too strongly. Even our beloved dog cannot escape our anger, as she will cower and be upset to see us this mad. Scaring our own dog with outbursts must unequivocally tell us something about ourselves. I really wish I'd had a better grasp of my anger when I was younger. When I was in a state of anger, my mouth was often moving quicker than my mind was. Many things I did were not appropriate for my loved ones around me. I am so very sorry for those actions, and I did much of the work I talk about in these notes to help me overcome it. Kids, I truly hope the ensuing tips help you a little bit here. Note, anger and gratitude. Compassion and gratitude are really the opposite of anger. Both are born from a deep understanding and from living our lives in a happy manner. Please, let's think about the times we were truly angry. Do we remember being in a state of gratitude during that period? It's highly unlikely we can be in a dual state of anger and gratitude at the same time. Not only does our anger hurt us and our loved ones, but it also deprives us of the opportunity of living in the pleasant state of gratitude, 
which is a very happy and fulfilling place to be. Clearly, gratitude and anger would not make for a happy couple. Another important consideration about anger is that when we are angry, it is difficult for both our children and our parents to see us like this. These difficult emotions affect both a 10-year-old child and a 60-year-old mother and grandmother. And it is likely that anger can run through generations. If my father was always angry, it's likely I will always be angry and pass this on to my son and daughter, and they'll pass it on to their children, and on and on we go. My goal with all these notes to you is not to be close to perfect in anything. I just want us to keep improving and moving in the proper direction. As usual, self-awareness will help us get there. There are a lot of incentives for us to control our anger when we see things as they really are and look at the big picture, including being a leader in our family among the generations. If none of this works, perhaps looking in the mirror in the midst of an angry episode, as I suggest in the following note, might do it. Note the mirror. There's a clear difference between being angry and being an angry person. Of course, there are times in our lives when we all feel anger, and it's healthy to express a small bit of anger as long as we do it with some self-awareness. My life experiences teach me that anger poisons our logic, our thinking, and our creativity. It also hurts our physical health and relationships. As we all have some anger in us, let's try to deal with it before we become an angry person. Angry people poison not only themselves, but also the ones who love them. We could learn something by looking in the mirror when we are in the middle of an angry moment. I think it's safe to say we would not look too beautiful at all. I fortunately have done this numerous times and realized how terrible and even frightening I looked. As I was actually looking in the mirror, I was afraid of myself and for myself. Mirrors do not tend to reflect anything but the truth. When we are angry, looking in the mirror can be personally very embarrassing for a few minutes and then very enlightening if we are willing to learn from it. Note a better solution. Letting my anger get the best of me has happened so many times in my life, I could not possibly remember them all. I only share this sad behavior with you because it affects our children as they watch us perform our angry act over small things. Many times I could not find the TV remote, the car keys, my phone was dead. There was a decade or more when I would look for the lost item for a moment or so and then get angry when I could not find them pretty much immediately. After five minutes of yelling, oh, poor me, why does this stuff always happen to me, etc., etc., I usually never had much luck finding it quickly. I suspect my anger did not help my searches. A better solution I prefer today is to quickly acknowledge I wish I had not lost this item, but understand it's not my bad luck as most everyone loses stuff once in a while. I laugh, put my Columbo hat on, and retrace where it might actually be. Three things usually occur. One, I don't get mad. Two, I usually find it much quicker. And three, I'm happy at the end. Even if I found it the old way, after ten minutes of screaming, 
no one in the house is in a mood to watch TV or do anything positive with me anyways. I realize this may seem a bit off, but getting angry over small issues usually equates to being an angry person on the bigger issues. I believe I live in the real world, and these types of situations happen or affect people everywhere. If someone you love has these kinds of anger issues and seems to have fallen into becoming an angry person, then mocking, making fun of, or yelling at them won't help either. Only kindness will. Kids, if you ever have a bit of an anger issue, please forgive yourself and just try to improve. I am living proof it can be done. Note, F in your backswing. Writing this chapter on anger was very challenging and somewhat humiliating. Part of me prefers not to discuss or remember it too much, but I also believe that we all need to look at anger and how it can impact our lives, if not dealt with in a healthy way. While I was living in my competing worlds of elation and anger, I often golfed after work for a bit. After I relate this story to you, perhaps you will know why I started working even harder on my inner demons. Whoever referred to golf as a good walk spoiled made a perceptible observation. I can remember standing at the first tee one night after a stressful day at work. There were four of us from the company playing. I was already worked up about something, probably having to do with business or family issues. When I took a swing and put the ball in the water, and of course ended up cursing. My good friend Joe, who is an excellent golfer, laughed and said, Pat, do you know you swore in your backswing well before you even hit the ball? There is really something wrong when anyone starts cursing before they hit the ball. At the time, I thought to myself, seriously, this can't be right. Who does this? Well, apparently I do. Another telltale sign I have to work on myself, not my golf game. When anger like this arises in us, we need to think of the consequences of our reaction. We need to train ourselves ahead of time to be prepared for when it comes and just let it go through us without making any attachment to it. Events like this sure made me look at my anger and why it was festering. It's obvious I had not done enough self-reflection or studied mindfulness in a meaningful way up to this point. I believe most of us can move on from excessive anger or whatever is hurting us to be pretty darn happy if we just take some time and try to understand a little mindfulness and the gift of self-compassion. Please take these tips from a former expert at being angry. Note, darkness down the hall. Another example of my anger getting the best of me happened when we lived in Winnipeg. Although financial times were difficult and banks were hard for us to deal with during this period, there was nothing to be gained from being extremely angry and much to lose, including my self-respect. I recall being incredibly angry one day in my den after getting home from work, yelling like a total idiot. When Susan came in and said the neighbor's window was open and they could hear everything I was screaming about. Talk about embarrassment for Susan, the kids, and me. Also, pretty sure the kids and Susan must have cringed a few times watching this. 
Sorry again, as this was despicable behavior by me. Sometimes the stress is overwhelming, and it is easy for us to explode, but it's never the answer, folks. What the heck do children aged between 8 and 11 years old think about this embarrassing behavior from one of their parents? I very much regret these times and the effect these actions of mine had on our family. Today, I seldom get angry about anything. Oh, a little bit about technology not working once in a while. It's simply all the work done over the years that changed me so much that I could go from Winnipeg to today. The Greek philosopher Epictetus said about anger, Whenever you are angry, please be assured that it is not only a present evil, but that you have increased a habit. Think about that again, children. Whenever you are angry, be assured that it is not only a present evil, but that you have increased a habit. I am hoping the notes in this book will help you avoid my severe reactions to the stress I was dealing with when major stress comes to visit you. Note, working at being angry versus caring for our anger. Very important fact to understand about being angry on a regular basis is that it actually takes work to be like that. Believe me, earlier in my life, I often did the hard work to set the stage for my own anger to occur. Why would anyone want to work at being angry? Well, we all may have our own theories on that, but I inevitably worked hard at it for way too many years. I suspect feeling disrespected, feeling powerless, wondering why is this always happening to me, and so many more things cause us to feel as if we don't deserve to be happy. And we often punish ourselves for no sane reason. Too often I allowed my anger to arise, and in fact, have even encouraged it by watering the angry seeds inside myself. I had tried so many things and read more books than I can remember to help me from getting mad, but most of it simply did not last. It was only after reading more Buddhist texts that I was able to shift my destructive relationship with anger. The most profound thing I learned was that the Buddha never told us to suppress our anger. He told us to go back to our anger and ourselves and take good care of it. He told us we should care for our anger like a mother cares for her crying child. This is brilliant, life-changing advice, if followed. When I took care of my own anger, I had a nice win for myself and for the people who loved me. For me, this started to be effective only when I actually started caring for my own anger the same way we would care about our children. As corny as this sounds, it is compassionate and really works. As the anger came from something in our past and it needs care, I started to separate my anger from myself and would actually look at my anger as separate from me. By doing this, I became capable of observing my own anger, no different from watching an actor's anger during a movie. When we are mindful enough to simply let our anger enter our thoughts and quickly let it dissipate, we are making progress. After a while, it becomes very easy to do, and we do not become attached to the emotion like before. 
I now know we are more than our anger. We all have the ability to use mindfulness to understand when anger is coming on and to deal with it in a calm, soothing manner, which everyone will appreciate. Note, Enlightening Buddhist Suggestion From all my years of reading and learning, I believe Buddhists look at anger a little differently from most people. Not only would they suggest we look deeply with compassion at our own anger, but they would also suggest practices to help us do this. Through Buddhism, I have learned that conscious breathing actually calms our anger and our mindfulness penetrates it. Please remember, kids, that anger is just an energy form and energies can be transformed, especially when we practice self-compassion and mindfulness. Let's always try to understand this as we go through life and remind ourselves in times of stress that we have the power to transform our anger. We just need to use it.